This episode of the Sportsman's Nation is brought to you by Outdoor Edge and their complete lineup of replaceable and fixed blade knives and game processing kits. Now, in my bag this year, I had the Razor Pro Saw Combo Kit. It comes in a very compact handy carrying case and one handle has the replaceable blade knife and the gutting blade the other handle has the saw that comes with it so i use the saw to split the pelvis and i use the gut hook to open up the cavity and the blade to start cutting all the stuff out right so uh, it makes cleaning a deer very simple very easy and the the knife is sharp and uh, if you've ever had to gut a deer with a dull knife, we all know how much that sucks. So um, take a look at the Razor Pro Saw Combo Kit and uh, head on over to OutdoorEdge.com and enter the discount code NATION30. That's NATION30 for 30% savings on your purchase. Welcome, folks, to the Freshwater Bite Podcast, your source for everything freshwater fishing. I'm your host, Lee Kleino, and on this podcast, you will hear from diehard anglers like yourself, the backstories of those anglers, techniques they use, gear reviews, and everything in between. So if you like fishing, turn it up, because this episode's about to kick off right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. What have you been doing? You guys been ice fishing? Um, you know, it's cold up here in the Midwest, finally in Michigan, so we've got some good ice. Uh, I will be trekking out there later on this month, and I hope to report to you guys. There's this, there's this trip that I do every single year, or at least I try to do every single year, during a specific time on a specific body of water going for a very specific type of of fish or species of fish. So when I do that, I'm going to give you guys a heads up of when I'm going and I'm probably going to put it on a story on my Instagram so you guys can follow along the whole time. And I think you will think it's pretty cool because it's rare and not too many people know about this spot and or this time of year for these species of fish. So, but uh, today's guest, I bring on Drake Hurd. Drake is the owner uh, an operator of Renegade Outdoor Innovations. I've had him on in the past about two years ago almost. And, you know, that business revolves around customizing painting baits, hard baits, soft plastics, things like that. Drake's really made a name for himself in the industry um, for kind of pushing the limits to make some pretty sweet, uh, some pretty sweet baits. Um, but now he has recently announced a new venture, which is Fin Gear. And if you guys want to learn more about this conversation uh, of what we get into with uh, rod holders and tracks, you should head on over to thingear.com and check it out uh, so you can kind of maybe look at it or maybe even while you're listening to this episode, head on over there and take a peek at what we're talking about. But um, Drake comes on the podcast today to talk a little bit about his new venture with his business partner, what they're all about, how you can uh, take advantage and uh, see the benefits of uh, his new rod holders, track systems, rail mounds, all that kind of stuff. So please welcome my friend, Drake Hurd. Drake, how are we doing, buddy? Good. How about you? Good, man. Sorry for my tardiness there. I had to take the dog out one more time. No, that's all right. It was funny because my phone rang and it it was sprangle and I'm like, oh shit. So I quick answered and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, about to go on with Lee. 
He goes, oh, big time now. Just put me on the back burner. I go, yep, see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can wait, man. He's out guiding yeah, anyways right now out west, isn't he? Yeah, he's out in Devils. Yeah. He was calling about something. I said I'd call him back after. So. Well, I won't keep you too long, but I had, no, to, I, I had to get you on here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, how you been, man? You've been, uh, you've been a busy boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't complain, man. Um, life is good. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, it's busy time right now in the company and in my family and I wouldn't want to have it any other way. Yeah. Um, you know, last time I had you on here, I think this may, it would have been, it would be two years. Um, crazy how time flies by, but, uh, you know, obviously everybody knows you from, um, you, you know, you're what you're known for business, which would be renegade outdoor innovations. Yep. We did a great podcast on that. A lot of great feedback. And, um, yep. you're obviously still hitting the tournament trail hard, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Going to do the NWT again this year coming up here. So yeah. How was your season last year? You know what? I had one of my worst ever. Um, you know, I, I still did all right in overall points and stuff. Um, but the season got so condensed down that, I think I had so many things on my mind. Um, being in the fishing industry, our business actually took off with the, the COVID stuff and whatnot. So so we weren't exactly prepared for it. We didn't know exactly how to react to it. Um, and then it was like everyone decided that they could go fishing on their free time. Right. So I think my mind was just in other places. And I just, if you do that at, at that level, I mean, those guys, like we were talking, Springle or... or the Parsons or whoever it may be, or they'll just bury you every time, you know, Shimoda, whoever, you know, they're so good, you know, so. Well, yeah, and you being a business owner, like you said, like, you know, the world is being transformed into whatever the new landscape is. Everyone's dealing with it. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people had a lot of downtime, like you said, so they're investing their money, uh, you know, maybe they have more time to fish than they've ever had in their entire lives and their working career. So, as a business owner, like you said, I you know if you're on the water trying to make money and win tournaments, man, you can really make a lot of money, you know, while the getting's good, you know. Yeah, exactly, and that's where, you know, you you just hopefully you can capitalize on it, and that's you know with the spin gear stuff now that we just launched, you know, we're hoping that it goes from there and it just keeps going crazy, is what we hope anyway. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting that you had that perspective, like you said, because you know, every, the, everyone's cut from different backgrounds on the NWT and some guys still have day jobs, some guys guide, you know, or whatever it is, if they're in yep. the, you know, entertainment side. So that's an interesting perspective, but, um, what did you learn from maybe a setback season like that? Like, is it, is it, was a lot of it just like you said, mental? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it was mental. I mean, you, when you're doing it, it's who can adjust to those fish the fastest, you know, on game day and pre-fishing, you know, it, it, it becomes such a mental game, um, to be played. And if you're not a hundred percent into it, 110% into it, you know, you just make that one wrong decision and you might've still had a, an okay day, mm-hmm. but you can't do that in that, in that series. So, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I feel like I, I'm, more prepared now i mean i got some downtime you know i didn't have i didn't have to go to shows this year um which is good and bad i mean i like talking to people and getting out and and that stuff but at the same time i mean i gotta i never ice fish so much in my life this these past couple months with my boys and 
my wife and stuff. So I think it's put me a, a, a lot more at ease. I'm more relaxed. And hopefully, you know, I can go into some confidence into the NWT this year. So that's cool, man. You know, sometimes you gotta, you know, go down before you go back up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it makes you take a reality check, like you said, step back, analyze it from a different perspective, and put everything where you're, you know, like you said, your mental needs to be in order to win because it's cutthroat out there, man. Everyone's going for that top prize yeah. and. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and and so I like I said, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm I'm excited. I mean, uh, you know, the championship. Knock on wood. If I if I would make it as that otter tail, um, so I would actually get to sleep in my own you know bed actually for one of these big tournaments. So, you know, knock on wood, I make those points and stuff, and and then I mean that'd be a crazy experience to be able to stay in my house and fish a major event. Yeah, that'd be badass. Uh, yeah. Are you still running so. a tiller or are you switched? No, I switched uh, just with everything um, that was going on. I mean, with, with fishing, I mean, we we're on such big bodies of water mm-hmm. that it just made sense for me to switch gears into a wheelboat. Um, so I ended up going nitro um, with Woodland Resort out in Devil's Lake and then I uh, ended up having to pull a few strings and such, but I, I ended up being able to put a Suzuki on the back of it. So, okay. um, it worked out best kind of a both worlds as that's red ran on my warriors for quite a few years. So how do you like that nitro? Uh, good. I love it. Um, you know, it, it's my first wheelboat ever. I mean, I, I hadn't had, I've had a tiller since I was, you know, eight years old when I got like a little nine, nine. Yeah. Um, I remember you talking so about it, that. it was, yeah. So it was adjustment. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I made the, the switch and, and, uh, you know, it gave me more confidence driving in big water and big waves, you know, when I was out there, I mean, you go out to Lake Erie and it gets big real fast and, you know, it, it just gave you confidence that you're doing the right things and, and confidence in your equipment. That's cool, man. I mean, I think, you know, like you said, you, you, you bought a boat that is, fitting for what you're going after. And if that makes you feel comfortable and gives you confidence on bigger bodies of water, you got to do it. And yep, exactly. And, and I knew, you, you know, I mean, you were the tiller guy for a long time. A lot of guys knew on the tournament that you, you, you yep. having a tiller you know, that, that was Drake out there and you were super confident with that, but Hey man, you got to, yep. gr- you got to grow and evolve as an angler in order to, to do what you got to do. Yep. And no saying that, you know, I might never, I, I might go back to it at some point, you know, if I don't, you know, do the major circuits at some point or whatever, or maybe go back to it. But right now I'm super happy with it and excited. So well, cool, man. Well, Hey, I wanted to get you on the podcast because, uh, you made a big announcement. I think it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago or something like yep. that. Um, about fingear.com. Can you, just give everyone kind of a, a you know a thirty thousand quick overview of uh, what yeah. it is, and yeah. then we're going to get into the nitty gritty about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, what Spin Gear is essentially is it's going to be fishing equipment um, for your boat. Right now is where we're starting in as accessories. So, you know, rod holders, graph mounts, tracks, um, tool holders, you know, stuff that the the fisherman uses um, to help them catch fish. Um, it's all aluminum, um, you know, machine stuff. Um, we're doing a few different things um, to, to set ourselves apart. Um, so we're super excited about it. I mean, I launched it with Robert Cardenas, um, <clears throat> who has been on the NWT a lot longer than I have. And, and it's something that he's always kind of wanted to do. He's wanted to start a business of some sort in the fishing industry. And, 
And after the last few years, he just, he kept hanging and hanging on me. He's like, we got to do this. I think this is right. And the more he got into it, the more he dug into it. Um, you know, we thought it'd be the right decision to, to launch this stuff. And, and we had it all last year, basically. We had it on about four or five boats of you know, close friends and guys that we knew that, you know, we could bounce ideas off. Um, you know, if stuff happened to go wrong, you know, we could, you know, problem solve it and test it. Um, so that's what we did all last year. And we made those final last tweaks. And about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we made the launch. And so far, it's been very good. Um, we've picked up some retail stores. We've been selling them online. And, and I can't complain one bit about it. Tell me about how it kind of developed. Did you guys just see a um, a need in the market or a hole of like something in your boat that you, you know, fish in the NWT, you guys see equipment, you know, work successfully, yeah. but you also see probably the worst of worst fails, um, just yeah. with, with the abuse that, uh, your guys' equipment takes. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, where those ideas came from and like what holes you've seen? And that's why you, you know, kind of wanted to put your own twist on things. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it honestly originally started, Robert wanted to make a rod holder. He needed one for his bike. And then his daughter needed one for her bike to literally just carry a fishing rod so they could ride the bike down to the river right by their house. Okay. Um, which is kind of funny, but then he's like, the more we thought about it and he said, you know, we could tweak this. So for example, our cradle rod holder, um, you know, th they could hold usually big, you know, big bulky, um, line counting reels and stuff. But a lot of companies are starting to now go to those low profile, um, line counters, um, yep. you know, whoever it may be. Um, so we actually made like a diff, a, a separate cutout in our cradle so that the, the low profiles with the, where the handles geared and stuff, um, you know, it, it fits in there. It sits upright. It, it doesn't get stuck in there where guys were having trouble because they were having to angle their cradles or angle their reels funny. Um, so, so, so we just kind of felt that, you know, there's different tweaks here and there that we could do, um, you know, to set us apart. Um, you know, <clears throat> one of the biggest selling points, and I, I bring this up to a ton of people and, and people actually notice it is we ended up putting numbers on the actual tube itself. Yeah. I was going to ask about like, that. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest things that, um, and, and I figured you're going to bring it up later, but, uh, I, it's one of the biggest things you get two, three, four, six, eight rods out, whatever it is, that dial on there lets you know, like if you put the rod in and you put it in, let's say you let out 50 feet of line, you can make switch that dial so that it says 50 feet of line. You know exactly how far that is. Once you start out setting out multiple, uh, multiple lines yeah, and they start firing, you start reeling in and you're like, Oh crap. How much, how many feet of line did I have out on this base or, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, on this board or whatever. So, you know, that was a huge need because we all had notebooks and, and we were writing them all over the place. And, and, and we're like, you know what, we could just put this right on here and then we wouldn't have to ever worry about it. Yeah. It's great for co-anglers or whoever, because you know, I like that. you just look at the numbers. That's how many feet of line you need to put out. Yeah. You go through a school of fish and like you said, when they all start hitting, I mean, you might be reeling yeah. in two rods on each side at a time when you get them in. Now you're like, dang, what was, what was that one at? You're, yeah. you're, you're right. That's yeah. a, that's a smart thing. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there was just little needs here and there. Um, you know, graph mounts, the biggest thing that we wanted with graph mounts, we wanted to be able to adjust them. Um, <clears throat> because I mean, we use, you know, live scope has kind of changed fishing 
and how guys are fishing. So we wanted them to be able to be moved easy, depending upon where guys, you know, put their live scope poles or were moving around in the boat. We wanted it so you didn't have to use tools um, to move your graph mounts. I mean, it's, it's a, there's a spring system in there and a pin system that you can rotate it 360 degrees, but then it also, you know, swivels 180 degrees too. So you've got all these different options depending upon where you might be standing in the boat or how you're fishing, you know, a certain spot. Okay. So you got your traditional like single graph mount and then you said, or I'm looking at here, you got your foot pedal for like up on the bow. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. we have, um, you know, there's not a ton of walleye guys that use that, which is, it's funny, but we made ours adjustable and we put one on Robert's boat first. I'm like, you tried. I don't, I don't think I'm going to try it. You know, I'll just, I'll let you do it. And and he got off the water. I think we were at Green Bay or something. And he goes, dude, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, just, just try it. So at the next tournament, I put one on. And, and it's, it's just so nice because you're not looking to one side or the other. Everything's squared up. And it's so much easier to move around up there because you got more space. It's just above the foot pedal and, and, not, and it's up a little higher. Right. So, you know, those bass guys might be onto something. I don't like to give them credit very often, but I mean, there's something about it that that thing is, is nice. Yeah. I mean, think about a lot of guys who are vertical jigging on rivers or for whatever reason, and they're spending a lot of time up on that bow. You want to be comfortable, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Um, getting back to the rod holders, um, as I kind of go through it, uh, you know, yep. for, for, for just to describe this to the listeners, obviously go to fingear.com and, you know, thumb through everything yourselves, but just for the listeners here. So this is kind of going your traditional kind of track style system, right? Where if, yeah. you, if you got that wide gunnel or whatever to mount to and, or your rail adapters for, if you're running, um, you know, like a glass boat that's, uh, and, and you got the rail system. Right. Correct. We, we're, we're trying to get as many, people involved in it as easy as as possible so yeah so like you said we have the track system that can go on any anybody's boat you know um whether it be fiberglass aluminum you know whatever it may be made of um so we have that but a lot of guys you know they like their rails they like the uh, um adjustability and and having those Mm -hmm. which is great um so we you know we made those so that you can easily with a few thumb screws um detach those and put your cover on so at night you can easily put them away and stuff. So we wanted to be able to, you know, have as many guys as possible be able to use the stuff. And the other thing that I think is really cool is now I don't, I mean, I don't know of too many other companies that can do this is it looks like you can match like the color style or the color scheme of your boat. Yeah. So you know, it, and that's, yeah, that's been a huge, it, it, in the beginning, we thought, you know, 99% of people anodize them, um, and you can get silver, black, red, blue. You know, those are the kind of the, the four colors that, right. uh, you know, you can get, which is, which is great. I mean, that, that helps. I mean, that serves a lot of people. But the more we get into this, there's there's custom rods. You know, you're, you're a big fan of JT custom rods and stuff. Yep. You know, those are customizable. So guys want customizable stuff so we thought we would get into Cerakote um which you know we were a little nervous at first but when working with them I mean this stuff is military grade they put it on guns is what they put it on um to test the stuff so I mean if it can withstand being you know run around by the military and everything else um 
you know, it's going to hold up to the fishing industry. Um, so we decided to purchase the equipment, um, you know, sand blasters and air guns and a few robots to basically help us paint. But at the same time, we can customize it to anyone's boat, you know, match colors, however they want. Um, you'll see if, if I can send you some pictures, but, you know, on my boat, my boat is, you know, black and orange. So I did a, a orange color and then I did some black, you know, highlights in there. And it just allows you the guy to, to say, yep, that's my rod holder made specifically for my boat, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's super durable stuff. So the other thing I like about it too, I'm just thinking if I were to you know rig my boat this way, is visual cues. Yeah. So if like you've got different color coats for whatever, like let's say, um, you know, on the left side, you know, you could just make it easy. Yep. Like I'm, th- that's my orange side, and on the right side is my green side, or whatever it is, or you know, starboard yep. and, and port side. It's visual cues for you to go like I know that stays on that side of the boat. Helps you keep you know stay organized and or whatever rods you're running. So if you run a run, run lead core off one side or, you know what I mean? And, and, yep. and you've got different depths, like, okay, that color is for lead core. or That's what my lead core rod is on. It's the mix and match, I think is very customizable. Um, which I seem, you know, a lot of the fishing industry is going to is custom. I want it this way. I want it, yeah. you know, to rig out yep. my boat and people are willing to spend the money, which is awesome. Yeah. And that's, it's funny that you actually brought that up because we had a salmon guy about two or three days ago said, you know, Hey, I, I need, you know, 10 of these things, but can I do, you know, five different colors based on how high they are? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. You know, and he goes, I think that would be great for my clients. I can say, you know, starboard red or whatever, yes. and they can just grab that rod. It's super easy. Like you said, yeah. You know, that's why they, he brought that up. And it's funny that you bring that up too, you know, cause I hadn't really thought of that until both of you kind of did, you know? So, yeah, that's just, I mean, when I seen all these colors, like the first thing in my mind was, you know, I was thinking if like, oh man, if I had to tell someone like, Hey, blue rod port side or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. blue, or blue holder port side, it's a visual cue that you yeah. can instantly run over there, grab it. And then you're good to go. That's, yeah, uh, exactly. that's awesome. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of guys like to, stagger their rods at different height do you guys have different heights and you know and and if so what what are they yeah so we basically uh, four inches is is the one that i suggest that people go to the shortest we do have two inch ones um but it's a little more customizable when you get down to the two inch ones um so i suggest the four inch is kind of what we start at and then basically every four inches you can go up in height all the way up to 24 inches is our tallest one. Okay. So you got four, eight, 12, 16, 20, and 24. Um, you know, that, that's big, uh, especially when you got multiple, you know, six lines out boards everywhere, the farther you can get those lines out away from the boat, you know, a lot of times that'll trigger a lot of bites. So we wanted to make sure that guys could have that as an option. Um, if they wanted it, you know, a lot of people in, in Minnesota might not necessarily use it cause there's just two lines, but the more states you go to, the more you see that it's, you know, a big thing. So yeah, here in the great lakes, um, obviously I live in Michigan. We're allowed three out and depending on how many people you got in your boat too. Um, you know, yeah. you, you can get pretty tricky with it, but, uh, getting it out in a way is important. And you know, the setups that you see that I see at the boat launch, you know, a lot of guys are fans of trees, um, some people yep. just run the same height on the rails. Um, I'm a fan yep. of the, the staggered heights 
I, I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a comfortable way to grab the rod out of the, out of the cradle and things like that. Um, what are your, what would you suggest if like, you know, let, let's say someone wanted to get into, uh, doing the kind of the staggered heights. What do you typically see as a common one, two, three off port side, one, two, three off starboard side of, uh, of different heights? Yeah, I, I think most guys start with, with four inch. I mean, that, that is because if some guys are just going to flatline, that's the great one to start with as far as staggering it that way. And then the next one um, is eight inch. And then that one, and then it's funny because people for some reason skip the 12 inch and they've been ordering more of the 16 inch. Okay. I think it just gives that, that, that outside board just that extra little bit. You wouldn't think it'd be much. But you get those extra four inches, and you can get that board out another twenty feet. So um, that's would be my three um, that I would start with. Okay. Um, to 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 really have a setup covered. Okay. Yeah. Um, my next question is, and you know, obviously, if people are buying your rod holders, you want them to buy your track system too. A lot of guys do custom things and mix and match. Do other yep. systems work with on your track system? You know, a lot of companies kind of market it towards different rod holders and things like that. What makes, is there anything that makes yours unique of where, um, or is that just kind of what you guys tested it with? Right. Um, in all honesty, the, the, the tracks we wanted to make the most universal, we made a few very minor changes to our track system. Okay. But like you said, um, if a guy has Cisco tracks or Burt's tracks or, or track stick, I, that's fine. All the more power to you. Um, but our rod holders will fit in their system. Um, it works in their system. And, you know, their stuff also works in our tracks. So um, overall, I'd say tracks are, you know, the most generic. Um, guys you know, are constantly switching or, or want new things or new ideas, and, and they just like their tracks, so they don't want to switch, you know. So, right. um that was one of the big things that we wanted is even the rail mounts. If our rail mounts um, or our rod holders fit onto other uh, competitors, rail mounts is also um, one of those. I mean, we wanted to make those couple things, you know, tracks and rail mounts, the most generic as possible. So that if they wanted to, you know, all the more power to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to tell someone to, to buy ours because someone else's is junk because, in today's world, I mean, you got to have good stuff. And if you don't, people find out instantly that you don't, and then you're not around anymore. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the, our competitors that are out there are, are great companies and, and we're going to, you know, go to battle on our stuff. So if someone were to order your track system, are you giving them in the package kind of like what other companies do all the, the screws and the, the nuts and the bolts yep. and everything nuts they need? Yep. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, you want to know one of the most difficult parts of this whole thing was to figure out those screws or bolts and nuts as to what we should put in those packs because there's you know a million different boats out there right um so we we, i mean we asked guys and and we you know did this and we tested this and you know we so we ended up just coming with the most generic screw length. It may be a little long for some guys. It may be a hair short for others, but we think it's going to cover probably 90% of the boat. And if for some reason they want custom, I mean, we can get you different screw lengths and stuff like that. Um, it's just so hard based on there's a million different boats out there, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah, was, uh, you're going to be fielding calls all the time. Football. Like, why don't you have this? Why don't you have that? I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's just it. I mean, it's it's funny. It started already. Well, you know, can we do this or are you going to add this? You know, um, you mentioned trees earlier. Like, I'm a huge fan of trees. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're, we we have that, and we're we're almost ready to launch it, but we're just we're taking our time with everything. Oh uh, yeah. One of the things that we don't want to do is come out and say, yep, we have 300 SKUs, but then I have trouble keeping up with inventory. Right. Um, we're we're going to try to limit our SKUs as much as possible um, as far as, you know, actual parts, um, but we're going to get really good at that and make sure that we can deliver on time because I think that's a huge thing. You know, most of the rigging and stuff, is, it goes on in the spring, so you have that small window and you need to capitalize on it. This is another question that I'm just asking for myself. Yeah, um, and yeah. I think, and I think it'd be a lot of other guys, um, you know, if, especially if they're going to go to a, a track system and let's say they're upgrading their boats or whatever it is, you know, a big, yep. this, this is, this is stuff that we obviously want to put a lot of time and thought into. And I just think a lot of times, um, you know, anglers just don't ask that question because maybe it's a fear of they, they, you know, they just don't want to look novice or anything like yep. that, but yep. tra- track mount lengths. And your boat. I know that's very, very like up to the customer, but can you talk about the yep. advantages of not going too long, but also not going too short and kind of what you think a good starting, you know, uh, yeah. length, length would be for a setup. Yeah. 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 I, I, honestly. So we, we have everything from six inch up to 72 is our biggest. And, and I mean, they kind of go in six inch to foot increments. Right. Um, but the, to be honest, we sell, and I think we're going to sell, um, the most of 48 inch tracks. Okay. Um, that's a four in four foot track. Um, it's in the back. You can fit, you know, if, if you want, you can fit, you know, five to six rod holders in there. Um, and you have it for both sides. So, um, I, I think it gives you enough space where they're not on top of each other. Um, but yet at the same time, um, you know, you, you're not running all the way to the front or the back of the boat to grab stuff. Right. Um, as far as the front of the boat, um, a few guys are starting to put them up front, whether it be for live scope or live sight pulls, or, you know, some guys put rod holders up front. A lot of those guys are going six or 12 inch at the most. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, they want it up there. It's real small, but it's there. It can fit a rod holder or two in there. And, you know, that's what they want for the front. Um, those are kind of the two, two things that I would look for. You know, if you're going to have them up front six to 12 in the back, 48 inches is, is going to cover most of your stuff. Um, you know, we can go along, but that starts to get up into the big, big, uh, you know, amounts of rods in each one, which you don't necessarily need. Right. And, you know, for anybody out there listening, thinking about, you know, what track to buy. The other thing you want want to keep in mind and you know, um Drake had already mentioned they're gonna come out with tool hold tool holders and other things that you can throw on this um this track system as well because you know w- when you're in your boat the the last thing you want to be looking for are your hemostats or uh, you know, yeah. if, if it's something to hold your, your remote control for your bow mount trolling motor, or if, if you're trying to find whatever it is, your tools that you go pliers, to yeah. pliers yeah. or anything, um, you know, those kind of things also, they make things to go on tracks and to mount or whatever it is. So 
Um, if you want to give yourself yep. that little bit of extra space, think about that kind of stuff of how you're going to accessorize other than just outside of the rod holders as well. Yeah, I mean, we want it to be easy as possible. It's just trying to make our lives easier as fishermen. we got enough problems trying to catch these damn fish mm-hmm. that we just, you know, we can make it as easy as possible for us. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we're trying to do. You know, the tool holder, I mean, there's the, there's a cup holder that essentially is in that tool holder. So you can put, right. you know, your soda pop or whatever in there. I, yeah. um, I see guys yeah. dangle their favorite yeah. crankbait colors on one side of the boat or, you know, if they're, if they're hanging yeah. from that, those or whatever, they keep three colors yeah, on that exactly. side, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or that's your lineup. When that one fails, I'm pulling you and you're going in. So, yeah. Um, and yeah. That, I mean, the cool thing that I, as I look at this is, you know, obviously you guys are taking a very custom, um, approach to everything. Um, I like the different sizes that you have, uh, everywhere from your, your track system lengths all the way up to your base heights. I think that's important. Um, but you know, I think people can kind of, kind of start to let their imagination wander. And then the other cool thing too is, um, I mean, you've always been great about it is just emailing or calling you up and asking questions, kind of like that salmon guy that called you or, the people yep. that are asking for certain things, um, I would assume like maybe right now you guys are still looking for feedback or, you know, things that customers might, might, you know, have a need for. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, one of the stores that called today, um, is a huge salmon company, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a walleye guy at heart. I'm probably the furthest spot from any salmon, you know, in Minnesota ever, mm-hmm. you know, um, or any other state. So, I mean, it was interesting talking to him as to what he thought. He goes, you know, you got 99% of the stuff covered. Essentially, I would like to see, you know, these just couple things, you know, so it's, it's interesting to hear from other areas as to what they would like to see or what, you know, we're going to try to keep it as gen- as tight as we can. But if, if we think there's a real need for it, we're going to do it, you know, um, myself and Robert, I mean, we're still young and we're just trying to like, like most people make it in this fishing industry. I mean, yeah. we're young, we're ambitious and whatever we can do to stand and be part of it and be part of something that we love. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, the salmon guys are, they're going to give you guys a lot of great feedback. I mean, you know, I, like I said, I'm from Michigan, so that industry is so, yep. so huge here as big as walleye is to, um, down here, yep. you know, by Erie or whatever. I mean, I've also lived on, in Northern Michigan too, on the Lake Michigan side. And it's just, you right. know, the, the, the way people customize their boats and, um, they set it up is, I mean, he's right on track with that where, you know, he, if those salmon guys kind of give you a call and you can lend an ear, yeah. that, that's super cool that you're willing to do that because, you know, I think they'd have a lot of great ideas for you guys too. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And, and yeah, I mean, like if people got questions, I'm more than willing to help. I, I might not always have the right answer, but I mean, I'll, I'll look for it and, and try to find it out. You know, um, I want to help out everyone as best we can and, and hopefully we can fill that need. Awesome. Um, What's new from Renegade Innovation Outdoors? You guys have any or outdoor innovations? Do you guys have anything new that's uh, that's been going on on the bait side yeah. of things? Yeah, <laughs> what's funny is we're trying to keep up as best we can with with the colors that you know stock colors of our custom ones. Um, but people are always asking for new colors. We're hopefully going to launch a bunch of new colors in March um, for this upcoming year. Um, you know, we're 
we're trying to grab some more baits and stuff um, and kind of go from there. And we're, we're kind of excited about that. That was, it went really well last year um, with everything going on and, and we're hoping to continue that. You know, our, our biggest problem was honestly just getting blank, you know, blanks from the companies. Um, they, you know, so many people were fishing that it was tough at times to just get Chrome blanks from, you know, certain companies and, and to paint. So, um, we're pretty excited about that to continue to grow that and, and maybe eventually someday these will merge and, you know, can create something even bigger. Yeah. You guys are still dabbling in the ice market a little bit. I see. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, need to do more of it. I, I, like I said, I honestly have never ice fished this much. I mean, I think I've gone, you know, it's probably two dozen times in the last couple months. Oh. And it's been great because I mean, I used to. I used to ice fish a ton, but then I'd always get busy with sports shows, you know, because I was supplying baits and also doing seminars and all that stuff. Um, so, so I just never got to ice fish again. And, and getting back into it, it really gets your blood flowing and gets the itch like, gosh, I should do this or that, you know, too. So, um, you know, hopefully we can add some more of that stuff going into next year too. over the summer muscle kind of launch some of that stuff. Are you guys having good success on the ice? Um, it's been okay. It's been up and down. Honestly, I think it's more of me just trying to find the right spots. Yeah. Um, I just haven't been on the water enough. Um, so it's kind of funny, but but overall, I mean, it's been good. The boys, we've been getting quite a few crappies, some walleyes and stuff, so they're happy. And, and as long as they can get the rod bent a few times, they're excited. So it, it's been, you know, like I said, I, I'm a happy camper, um, and I can't complain one bit. Awesome. Drake, man, yeah. thank you for uh, spending some time with us, enlightening us on your new venture. Um, I admire your hustle, um, even outside of the fishing game, just to, just to stay, um, you know, on the cutting edge of everything and, and making a name for yourself on the business side and product side of things along with the fishing side too. So, uh, I, like I said, I really admire the hustle, buddy. Well, I appreciate it, Lee, and I appreciate everything you do over there and, and as a like I said, as I've been painting lures and painting this and that, I've been listening to your stuff more and more. So the more you do it, the more excited I get for your stuff too. Awesome, man. Thanks. I, I appreciate the listens. So uh, where can people go to find more about uh, you and obviously uh, the companies that uh, you are uh, you have a hand in? Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can follow me at Drake Herd. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, kind of all those things. Um, the big thing is, is Fin Gear. Um, you know, that's, you can do it at findgear.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Robert kind of handles the social media stuff. That's kind of his job and the whole thing, but he's got us on all of those platforms, um, which is great. And then, and then if, if you're looking for those lures to put in the rod holders, um, Renegade Outdoor Innovations is where we custom paint all of our cranks and uh, soft plastics for you guys. Perfect. Well, anybody listening to this, I also am going to take those uh, those websites and put them in the show notes so you guys can just have an easy click on, and it'll also be in the social media post when this episode comes out, so look for them there. So thanks again, Drake, and uh, yeah, look forward to seeing what you guys come out with in the future. Cool. Thanks, Lee. Have a good evening. See you, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Go check out fingear.com and um, man, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. I'm pumped about the rod holders and things like that. They're pretty unique and uh, 
uh, like I said, where he was talking a lot about how he can customize things or you can customize things the way that you want, colors, heights, all that kind of stuff to fit your boat and to fish your, fit your fishing needs. And, you know, it's important that um, I think I'm doing these podcasts during the winter because this is the time of year where people need to start to think, set money aside, all that kind of stuff for upgrades in their boats and how they're going to set it up, what they want to change from the previous season, all that kind of stuff. So make sure you head on over to fingear.com, check it out, um, and let me know, or sorry, let Drake know what you think. And if you have any questions, hit them up. Uh, in the meantime, folks, be sure to be safe out there if you guys are on the ice. Head on over to the Sportsman's Nation and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Give it a like. Give it a five-star review if you think it is worthy. And uh, as always, everybody, thanks for listening.